0: Welcome to Crest in partnership with Elusive, following on from Photo Boss Barley. We've scored a great guest for this one. She'll be in Verbier by the time you're hearing this. But before that, Rhino Thomas and myself have been lucky enough to have had the chance for a chat with Jenny Jones. And I'm putting it out there that this is one of the most engaging sports people that I've ever interviewed. Uh, We were both buzzing from this one. Thanks again to Jenny for popping by. What a guest. Hope you enjoy it as much as we did. It's Crest in partnership with Elusive. Here we go. (laughs)
1: episode of the second season and what a guest to celebrate it with joining us in the virtual studio is professional snowboarder olympic medalist and far more importantly north devon shredder jenny jones we discuss surf travel mindset stoke and some of the big debates about the future of a growing sport welcome to crest jenny
0: yes all of that to follow but first just to make sure listeners know what they need to about this extra special guest Where to start? Uh, You had to be living a particularly oblivious existence not to have seen the breakthrough Jenny Jones made for UK board sports during the 2014 Sochi Winter Olympics. The first person to medal on snow in this island's history, and in the discipline of slope style too, a feat involving big air and seemingly reckless speed. Also a qualified axe thrower, it's clear this is a person with the charger gene, something Rhino knows a lot about himself.
1: Uh, I'm not sure I can claim a lot about that one Tom, some of the stuff those guys are doing is
0: uh, on another level mate. True, uh, but would you be surprised in the least to learn that there might be a bit of crossover skill between snowboarding and surfing? Uh, I think I can imagine there actually would be yes, yeah I think so. So, yes dear listeners,
1: Jenny will be chatting with us today about her lifelong addiction to surfing, a sport in which she is similarly gifted. It's funny because we were talking about just this about a little bit earlier and saying how for these sort of sports like surfing, skateboarding, snowboarding, there's an attribute which the top riders have to have. It's it's one thing to have the ability to perform certain manoeuvres or tricks or, you know, to read a wave or a mountain. But since these sports are about aesthetics, the key to being at the very top of the game is doing it in a way that shows off the joy which is involved. Like being able to be technically tight while still being creative enough to show off the fun of it. Um, As well as the danger and, of course, the athleticism.
0: Yeah, uh, and that is certainly something that Jenny has brought to surfing too. A stylish and powerful goofy foot with a rail game underpinned by speed and flow. It's no wonder that she's now an ambassador for Bristol's groundbreaking The Wave. So, while we may have the odd listener who's into snow, well, myself included, actually, and producer Dodd, uh, without further ado... Uh, let's welcome top UK surfer Jenny Jones to Crest. Hey Jenny, how's
2: things? Hi, whoa, what an intro.
0: <laughs> no
2: pressure. <laughs> uh, nice to meet you guys.
0: Nice to meet you too. We like to give it a bit of welly, we always do on on, on Crest. And, uh, and thank you so much for coming on. Um, we'll talk about its implications <laughs> For the sport a little bit later but can I just ask about your role at the Wave um how how did you get involved and uh and and do you get to surf it very much that's the the important bit (laughs) um
2: yeah I actually got involved um in it was 2015 I think when um they was it was at the stage of planning permission and they asked me if I would come along to the um uh you know like the council meetings and and things like that to kind of s- yeah. state why I felt the wave would be a good thing um oh, okay, so yeah. it was years and years ago really um and it, it, really the comparison was that um there were these dry slopes for snowboarding and I I right. learn on a dry slope and that's how I got in More like as in a-
0: proper dry slope not like a tamworth one like no no the the, the
2: you know the ones that used to like break your thumbs when you fell over
0: yeah yeah one of of our presenters elliot dudley like broke his finger off yeah
2: (laughs) those like the diamond shape with the big gaps in them exactly no way yes i learned to snowboard on that and that's how i got into it and so without you know in essence without that facility and to try snowboarding I would have never tried it and I'm never gone and so that was the question you know that was the, that was what I was putting forward in the in the meeting about what I thought was positive about having the wave is that there's then a facility there for like youngsters and people to get amongst it on in a sport that they might yeah. not be able to um I don't know have a go at or get to like I yeah. I wasn't in a financial position to sort of go to the mountains as a kid you know so having that was amazing and so I went and chatted about that and uh, it was a bit nerve-wracking actually because there's a lot of people there who were obviously for and against having it built and things so but it was you know there was decidedly a lot more people that could see all the um, positives of having the wave and then Mm. in exchange for like going and doing that and also like promoting and, and and also, really wanting it in Bristol because being Bristolian and that, and thinking this will be amazing to have this on our doorstep. Yeah. I was like, okay, and they're like, yeah, you, you get to use it. And then it wasn't until like what, like seven years later.
0: Yeah. I was like, wow. yes. <laughs> Everyone involved, nearly going back. <laughs> <and> finally, <laughs> <here. in>. wow. <laughs>
2: but it was. Um, I mean, I don't. You got? Have you guys been? Because I, I think it's wicked. I, I really do enjoy going there. Yeah. Like,
1: I love it. I do. I, I absolutely love it. I was fortunate to go and surf the intermediate level and then had every plan to come back. But then, of course, we went into lockdown. Ah. So my big hope is that I sh- very shortly i will be able to go in on the full barrel mode. I, I, so. I've
0: been like yes. selling it to him all because I, I had a session on the, you know, when they turned the proper barrel on uh, just before it closed. And it was it was insane. It was like you know. It was. I think you've got to get the the wind's got to be all right. You know and, yeah. and like. But I was kind of surfing away, and then like the person leaned over the wall and said, "Oh, we're turning the barrel on now." <laughs> and it was just <laughs> literally like you see the grin on my face. Like it was just literally like like it was nine waves in a row or something. needs really the mentality proper keg. You know, it really it was. I really really enjoyed it. I love though that I did not know that you'd started snowboarding. That. that The uh, I don't know if you're if you're familiar with the the legendary surf movie North Shore, but that's like a real life Rick Payne story. Yeah, yeah? I know North Shore. Arizona, (laughs) and then off to Pipeline. So it's like so from the dry ski slope to. To those incredible, you know, slope style. Wow! Yeah, because it was because I
2: didn't try snowboarding until I was sixteen, and uh, and I was yeah, and I was like, oh, this is wicked. I was like, how can I do this more? Like, so I'd actually tried been surfing first before that with my brothers, right? And um, down in Woolacombe and that way, and then um, you know, just on your holidays. And then this was another board sport that we were like, yeah, let's try it, and um, literally like, half an hour free lesson on a, on a snowboard. You you don't learn much. But I was like, this is wicked. And and I then deferred a year. So I deferred going to university, had to finish college, and I was like, okay.
0: Always, move. Yeah, I
2: was like, I'm going to try and get a job in the mountains because I was like, that's how I – I don't know how else I can go and do it, but if I work as a chalet maid maybe. And I, like, applied for so many jobs and you had to be – over 21 and I was 18 you had to be able to speak French I can't I could not speak French and you had to be able to cook and I was like shit I'm in trouble <laughs> I was like and I got so many rejections of like no 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 and literally three weeks before uni so I was like I'm gonna have to go to, not have to but I was like I'm going to uni then you know and I'd chosen a uni down near Plymouth Way because it was near the surf so I was like yeah okay okay it means I could go surfing and um and then yeah, two, three weeks before someone dropped out of their job in the French Alps. I got a phone call and they said, Do you want to come and work? And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, and, and where was that? In Teen La Brevia. In yeah. Tien, and I, I know, like yeah. the,
0: the, the village at the top of Teen. Yeah,
2: yeah, the bottom, yeah, bottom, bottom, b- below the dam. Yeah. And they yeah. said
0: Oh right, okay, right out of Teen. Like it's, a, it's yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah,
2: And they and they said um, And I was like, okay, well I've got 300 quid in my pocket and I just flew out to the French Alps and started working as a chalet maid. And that's where I essentially started properly snowboarding and spent four months straight snowboarding. It was mad really, because I'm like, if that girl hadn't dropped out of the job, I just wouldn't have done any of that.
0: Learn with the best the WSF surf school. Here at Llangenith Beach, South Wales, established in 1981, the Welsh Surfing Federation Surf School is the oldest surf school in Wales. We're a not-for-profit surf school where all profits go back to the Welsh Surfing Federation. Lessons run daily from ten till twelve and two till four by appointment. All equipment is included. Expert tuition from our experienced instructors covers the basics through to onward coaching. You're in safe hands learning with the Welsh Surfing Federation Surf School.
1: Yeah. So you say like going just going right back there, Jenny, that you know, you started surfing with your brothers. Mm. Were they like a, like was that a, a were they a big influence in one of the reasons that you got into surfing?
2: Yeah, and like to a lot of stuff really like I just wanted to do what kind of they were up to. And um my eldest brother, who's like four years older, he he had the surfboard first, he got the surfboard and then I had to have a bodyboard initially
1: and I was like okay so as long as
0: you're in the water yeah I was like, yeah,
2: yeah so no no,
0: no that's not the and, then,
2: and then like we'd like to have a you know I was like to have a go on his board sometimes and stuff like that and it would only yeah. be like a week or two a year because that's when you went on your holidays camping isn't it, at mm. and then um we came back and he then started I remember him starting uni and he went down to Plymouth so he started getting he had a group of friends all surfing all the time and I would go and visit sometimes and get to go surf with them and then I just did the odd bit of surfing really uh, for that whole time I never got to do a full chunk of it and it wasn't until tell me tell me if you want me to shut up as well by any point because I'm not you know I'll just no, no, and yeah, time, time. And then, but then the surfing for me it was more I'd done bits of it bits of it and then a little bit in France or whatever but then when I went to um my let's say like now jump forward a bit my snowboarding I'm like yeah. 21 2021 and I've like done these fans triple crowns contests and I'm like on a roll and I'm like oh my god like at this sort of international level and um yeah. about to get I was just been invited to my first ever x games and I don't know but for snowboarding that was like the pinnacle of yeah. Snow sports for us because there was no Olympics or anything like that back then and um, I got there and then I uh, crashed in the practice I didn't even get to compete and I was like fuck I was like okay had to have full-blown ACL surgery do all the rehab oh, no. yeah night. it was a night it was it sucked I absolutely sucked and I was like
0: that's like a year right there oh yeah that it, fact, it was like kind no, of
2: yeah March time April, no January February time and then I did the rehab all in Vail Colorado and then what happened was I'd done like three or four months of rehab and got back to the UK and the physios and doctors have said look you can't snowball for quite a while and I was like what about um what about surfing <laughs> I don't think they realized like <laughs> I don't know like if I, if someone said that now I don't think that they would say yes to this but they were like yeah okay you can go ha- yeah you can maybe go surfing and I was like okay so I booked <laughs> I was like this is it this is my chance to actually get you know that stage of surfing where you're not a, you can't surf yet you're just right you know you're shouldn't say that like that but you're riding the white water but you're a little bit like what is it all about why does everyone like it so much I'm just paddling yeah. all the time and yeah. then I was like I'm gonna go I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go to Sri Lanka and I'm gonna spend three weeks there then I'm going go to Australia. And I'm spend a month there. And if by the time I can't get back from there, I still can't do it, then you just have to accept your crap and you're not going to be able to do this. So I booked a flight to Sri Lanka. I was like 21. I didn't know what I was doing. I had a surfboard, got there. And I drove in a tuk-tuk seven hours across to the I've other side to go yeah. to Aragon Bay. Because that was where it was. Yeah. yeah. And I was like... I was pretty... At the time, I was like...
0: It's a pretty frightening road as well, a isn't it? it. yeah and I was like... It's like a hierarchy, you know, like the tuk-tuks are at the bottom of it.
2: <laughs> I know, and, and you eat... But it's wicked, isn't it? You eat all the local kind yeah. of yoghurt and honey on the way, and yeah. this guy's like, seven hours he drove me on my... I was oh, just you did, you did the, the, the head nod thing <laughs> that,
0: they, that they do there as well, then, yeah.
2: And, um, and that is when I like was got stuck in, really, and I was like that's when I got my first proper you know like face of a wave or I don't know you know the green part of the wave and rode it and was like okay I got it I get it now like and then that was it I was that's all I wanted to do yeah it was so fun it was so much fun like Sri Lanka this was all before the tsunami time and everything like that Mm -hmm. and you would you know you'd paddle out and come back into that peak is it called the point in, in Aragon yeah. Bay, so at the point. And yeah. they'd have those lovely, like, um, brekkies for you and you just pay at the end of the week. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, people met some random people that gave me loads of tips and picked up things yeah. off them. And and that was, yeah, then I went to Australia after that and met, again, random people backpacking and trying to get yeah. better. It's Australia, that was different. That's... Uh, mm. I think that's a bit of a shock, isn't it, when you've not surfed somewhere like that before? The, the waves are a lot more powerful.
0: Mm, yeah. Absolutely. I'm sorry, it's I'm like are. And it's
1: dribbling. <laughs> dribbling on. <laughs> no, it's yeah. that adjustment, isn't it, for feeling the power when you're here at home in the UK and then suddenly stepping into a place where it's... Like apart from like the land is so different, but the sea is just so alien in terms yeah. of the power, mm-hmm. how fast the waves move, and it's it's just yeah, it can be quite daunting. And, and, and the crowds being super yeah. competitive
0: as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it
2: was a massive like, yeah. <clears throat> uh what's it? You know, a bit of a sort of check really. Like okay, yeah, yeah. no, you can't really surf yeah Jenny still so it's like sort it out (laughs) but
1: But at that time sorry at at that time Jenny when you were in Sri Lanka moving over to Australia and obviously improving at surfing were you like like I remember back to when I was a grommet I was just like frothing on surfing (laughs) I just couldn't get enough of it you know and I was like on like youtube and just look. well actually there was no youtube invented then them but uh, yeah just looking through all the mags and stuff but was there like was there some sort of there was there a pro or there's some surf legend that you looked up to at that particular point that sort of maybe it sort of inspired you no
2: i know i thought the honest answer is no i just like liked watching whoever was surfing at place I was surfing at you know what I mean so mm, mm, yeah. in, in Sri Lanka whoever was there I was following that and I would watch some of the videos I definitely remember watching this surf movie called Shelter do you know that it's like I a, know it yeah, yeah soundtrack yeah. Yeah. um with yeah. the shins on it and it was yeah. just obviously when I was into it all
0: um it, it, as we've just been saying it, it's it's a sport which which brings with it um the desire to travel then um, and and so, so I'm just wondering whether then, uh, you know, as uh, you were juggling then this kind of like snowboarding career with this surfing obsession. And you've just kind of, I think, answered the question I was going to ask you. You know, you talked you talked so wistfully and exotically about travel just then. And I was going to say, um, was that how it was for you? Because I know, you know, lots of people who, who are involved, you know, who, who live a life in snow Um, They don't make as much of the sort of Southern Hemisphere snow season and they just kind of they, they do a summer travel, you know, snow like a surf summer season. And then they do a win- the winter season in Europe. And was that how you were doing it, or 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 was surfing also in some ways like a little bit of a chance to have a break from travel and something that you kind of did just like stuck in, you know, you, you stayed in Devon and.
2: Yeah, well, I, I no, I only just moved to Devon three years ago, but I, I was right. in Bristol the whole time, so I was like the classic yeah. weekend warrior, like smashing right. it down every time that I could. But it was very much like my getaway from from the yeah. snowboarding. Once once snowboarding was like, obviously I had that whole sort of period to learn to surf, you know, get to that stage of being able to surf the the waves properly. But um, after that, it was then straight back into snowboarding again. So once my knee was healed, that was it. I was snowboarding pretty much all the time because you do November to April snowboarding. And then, then, yeah, and then you'd get that May, June... I'd get May, June where I'd get some surf because it's still right. swelling. This is all UK surfing, though, before yeah. the swell kind of disappears in July. But then July yeah. and August, you're heading out to Australia and New Zealand. So I do back to back winters for like five years, um, mm. five, six wow. years. I did that. Yeah. Hardly any summertime. And I'd, but I'd slot it, slot it in where I could, you know, I'd be like. And I started trying to slot in a Maldives trip or, you know, and, yeah. and I choose a trip where I thought I would get my most amount of waves, you know, which is, I yeah, guess is what everyone does when they go on a surf That's what ship, I was going to
0: ask as well then was what, what, what travel destinations have you enjoyed? You've mentioned Sri Lanka, Australia, the Maldives, uh, you know, wh- wh- where else have you enjoyed travelling to as a surfer?
2: Um, I went to Costa Rica, uh, nice. yeah, a long time ago with my mate Nat. Which end? I went to... The north or the south, do
0: you remember? Yeah,
2: no, I went to... Basically, we, we tried to go to all the main spots, but their swell was so massive, we ended up going to... Is it called Manuel Antonia? So you might not... It, because it was the only place that could... That had, you know, that surf... That had the surf that was small enough because it was yeah, so yeah, big yeah. everywhere. And Bright. that was wicked. I really enjoyed that because of all the wildlife yeah. and everything going on. And um, yeah. just yeah but what you wanted was like it must be with you guys when you go snowboarding one week a year or whatever two weeks a year when i go yeah, surfing yeah. it's literally two weeks a year every year yeah. for 10 years and you get there yeah. and you're like oh i just want to oh and then i'm nearly getting better and then i'm gone and i'm not doing That's it again. exactly
0: what would happen with snowboarding yeah i'd be, I'd be yeah I'd be on the dorney's first lift, first lift, and then uh, yeah, you'd
1: be a proper little frost. I would, and I would,
0: I would irritate the people that I w- that I went with because they'd all want to go and do like the après ski thing. I'd be like, no, I'm staying out until it's dark, and the last lift is running. Then I just stay on the drag lift till it got dark, and everyone else is like three or four drinks down. <laughs> right, but, uh, that's, uh, is it to my shame? I'm a teetotaler see, Jenny, but uh, sorry. If, you know, um i definitely not <laughs> 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 yeah and then yeah you're exactly right you'd start thinking like oh, i got the hat hang of this and then and then off you go uh, yes, uh, yeah, because
2: it would be you know the thing that was cool about surf trips as well is it was nothing to do with competing like nothing to do with cons, right, yeah, none yeah. of that and it was the element of we weird like snowboarding you go on same with surfing i'm sure of it is you go on like mag used to go on mag trips where you go off on a trip and the aim of the game was to get some shots yeah exactly the same on snowboarding but it was everything in between that was so fun like the Mm. the stories and the things you got up to and the mischief and the you know you like build trying to build a massive jump and dig in for like four hours only to like hit it and it doesn't work because the transition doesn't and then you smash yourself, and you know you're in the hospital. And then you, you know, you you go out for beers or all the things like that. That all would be in a surf trip. Like th- that's what yeah. I loved about the surfing. And no one was in the surf. I could be a total kook, and it wouldn't matter. No one would have a clue who I was, what I was doing, how good I was, how crap I was. And and I loved it. And the people you met and it was so random wasn't it it still is I'm sure you know but it's yeah. I love yeah I love it I love it I wish I could have done it more
0: <laughs> I, know, I know that feeling you said about you know the, the the emphasis on getting the shot because like the number of times I reckon I've been sitting around feeling a bit eggy because I know that Rhino got the shot that oh, time <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: um, when that's interesting because is it is it some? Is that because you just didn't look good on the wave, or is it because the photographer missed it, or? Do
1: you know what? Isn't it? A, isn't it? I think there's a combination <laughs> of, yeah, of all those <laughs> factors. Yeah, you is. know, like it's down to pot luck. Like you can look, you could have the best wave ever, yeah. and the photographer, "Oh, you're a great shot of yeah. you," know, and you
0: like, yeah.
1: "Oh, look at my arm. I don't like the way that looks. Or yeah. Yeah. my foot is looking a bit yeah. strange."
0: You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, we're Wales based, so lots of our listeners will know these characters. I, I remember a trip over to the reefs with the Gill. And Frenchie, yeah, and uh, the set came through, and Frenchie went on one, and he got a hell of a keg, like I think he, I, he was blown out of it and everything. And then I caught the one behind, and it was just a really nicely shaped wave, and I ended up getting a really good <laughs> shot. And, uh, and, uh, Frenchie says to me, I'll never forget this. Frenchie says to me, I saw him like a couple of weeks later, and Frenchie goes, "You got the shot that day because you weren't deep enough in the barrel." <laughs> He's like, "I got, I didn't get the shot." Because I was out of sight. <laughs> and he was right. It's true. It was because I didn't get barreled properly that I got the shot. So, uh, you know, there is, there is a little bit of that. I, yeah. But I hope he uh, kept
2: his shot, though, just, just for mem- memories.
0: Well, it's just, yeah, it's of an empty wave. I, I'm in there <laughs> with Frenchy in the bottom of it, yeah. They were sequences, I think. And I think, unfortunately, he came out of it on the sort of, you know, between two shutters. Um, but it's interesting, because that, that kind of links into what I was going to ask you about as well, then, you know, like um, barrels and like bravery and, and like snow sports um they require that kind of eye and bravery you know like i know when i go on on a snowboarding trip and i see like you know the big kicker like there's going to be an event somewhere you know and there's there i can see that you know and i see it there in the <laughs> corner and like it's closed and there's no one on it and i look at it and i just think like you know yeah it looks like the dream job but like you know i'm here on holiday and i can just look at that thing whereas like you know if, you, if you're if you're a pro you've got to go off that thing, you know? And it's like, it's the same in surfing, you know, you go, I remember going to Puerto Escondido and it getting really big and like, seeing this little Brazilian kid and it's like, he's got to go in, he he's to got to go, go in. in, you know? And um, Oh really, does, does so it
2: get to, is it, uh, can it be like that where you're stood there going, I actually really don't want to do this, but I've got to. And you've got to go in. Oh God. <sighs>
1: I, th- I guess that's the thing, isn't it? If you're sponsored by these big companies or um, whoever are throwing a load of money and, and yeah. product or whatever at you, and suddenly you're sitting there at, say, 25-foot pipe, a third-reef pipe, and they're like, no, you've got to go and get Get the shot.
0: Get out there and entertain. (laughs) Paddle out, paddle
1: out. I don't want to paddle out.
0: (laughs) And so there's that kind of iron nerves or bravery needed in the snow sports, and so I was going to ask, like, you know, if you've got that... You must have the gene for it. You know, like we, Rhino and I have seen the videos of you sailing through the air. Is sailing through the air the right word? No, that's like, is it? Flying through the air, to, <laughs> sailing through water, isn't it? And, um, <laughs> is, it is, is that kind of adrenaline of charging Wait, uh, first, something that you-
2: Firstly, can want? I just say that surfing those massive waves is a billion times harder than going off a big jump. Really? Oh my, well, like I, that is, I look at that and it's just, n- I can't even fathom it at all it's nuts when I see this yeah like but I didn't grow up you know as a baby in the water I suppose like some people do and the ocean awareness and like the paddle power and the breath hold and all of that it's just unreal like I really think that is unreal compared to what I would be doing
0: are you drawn to it? Because I was going to ask, is that kind of the, the charging, that adrenaline of, like, getting out there and charging and putting yourself in kind of danger? Mm. And, uh, is that something that you're attracted to in surfing? No. Because you must have had it in, like, <laughs> your attitude to snow. Sports. Yeah,
2: it's different, I think. In the, in the snowboarding, I, I love going off big jumps. I just love the feeling. There's just something about it that I just... you know we did it you know start the small one then I want to go to the next size up and then can I do a, a 360 on it and can I try and do and the literally the process of learning a trick and going through the air I just got such a kick out of it I really genuinely enjoyed that and then learning how to combine them together and things like that and when I think about like then the rails came in so rails wasn't, mm. weren't, rails weren't mm. there when I first sort of was in snowboarding. So then that came in. And I'd say that that took me a little bit m- more to get used to. It wasn't like I nice. was loving or obsessed by them, you know? And um, mm. and so like again, like the half pipe, I really loved the feel of riding a half pipe. Oh my God, mm-hmm. it was so nice. But I didn't have like, I didn't have the drive to want to do loads of crazy tricks in it and um -hmm. so i remember the i remember it coming into the olympics really quickly half pipe it was in like 1998 and um i was asked like do you want to get involved with this and maybe try to and i was like nah i i really like jumping i just knew what i liked and and so Mm -hmm. I, i stuck with i love the combination as well of like going and riding big jumps and putting that with rails and then next week going on a photo shoot trip and visiting like you know Jackson Hole and and riding loads of deep powder and hike. Yeah. You know, like the the variety mm. that comes with snowboarding is amazing, and I think that's probably the same with surfing. But when I look at those big waves with surfing, I just I, I just will watch. I would just never ever. I think what I love is that nice medium sized wave, what I would call a <laughs> medium sized wave, like a sort of a four or five foot wave. You know, and then yeah. you're not frightened they're just really nice waves and you can start in really enjoying how to ride the yeah. wave you know like
1: and um, how the wave feels. yeah because well, I was like yeah. the other
2: day and I'm gonna sound like a total dork because right, <laughs> but I for the first time I did like I think no one I'll never know because no one was watching <laughs> there was no camera so this is fine but I did a, a good bottom turn and then I managed to go up to the top and cut fully back into the white, you know, oh, what a
0: lovely back feeling, onto yeah. the
2: white, and keep going, you know, yeah. like not like bog, bog out and mm. I loved it. I was like, yes, and then I was like looking around like, oh, yeah,
0: Someone needs to yeah, some so see I... to make
1: it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a, a roundhouse cutback is a, yeah, one of the best feelings when you get that right and the white water pushes yes. you back the yeah. way yeah. that you Howl were going. Feet, and, I yes.
2: like, <gasps> and I was like, oh my god, okay, 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 okay. And then I didn't do it again the whole surf, so but whatever. We've
0: I got, I got... <laughs> got to find the wave again, haven't you? <laughs> That's really interesting what you mentioned about half pipes because I feel that um, half piping in snow, half pipe on a skateboard has got no relation to surfing whatsoever but half piping on a snowboard that is like it's that moment when you come off the top bit of it and it's slightly weightless oh yeah and you push and then down you go jenny's probably thinking anything no no something like you're doing it wrong you know? <laughs> and, and that feels a lot like surfing right you know yeah I think? and then obviously powder feels like surfing pa- powder. As well, the controls change. i would
2: say that even some of my powder riding has improved a bit because of what i've learned in surfing. And like James yeah. Stentiford, who's a good, good, uh, really good snowboarder, but a great surfer from Croydway. He, yeah. um, you can tell he surfs cause you can tell a lot of surfers in the snow cause they, when there's banks and, and things to hit, they just slash them like it's That's a, <laughs> like, yeah, it's really cool to watch that. And they're almost, they're almost better in the powder than they are on the piste. Because you've got to use your front foot more in the piece, you know, like the way mm. you, like without getting yeah. dorky, techy, but, you know, and that is one of the things I'm, I've am been spending so much time trying to change in my surfing is not mm. like always having weight at the front the whole time. You've mm. got to bring it to the back. Mm. And in surfing, you separate a lot more, don't you? Like you separate yeah. your upper and lower body. and
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
2: yeah, and, yeah. and learning to do that in, is. is I'm getting there, whatever, sorry. I'm dribbling again.
1: <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. So Jenny, just I just don't want to dwell too much on the travel side of things here, but uh, obviously at the moment, this year, oh, and who knows yeah. how long in the future, it's <laughs> going to be tricky. But uh, you've obviously done a huge amount of travel for the snow side of things, mm-hmm. but on the surf side, you've travelled everywhere as well. But what else is on the radar for you in the future? Where, where have you got an eye on where you want to go?
2: For surfing... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well hey so I tell you the other day in between just to mention this because I uh in, it was in Wales, uh, in between the two lockdown times, I went uh surfing in Wales to meet a friend at O there and we went to um Ogmore. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. got
2: up, six AM, ready to go, put my wetsuit on, didn't even check, put the wetsuit on went down there and we start, got to the river mouth and there was no oh, yeah. and there was nothing and we just sat no.
1: drinking drinking
2: tea in my wetsuit and i was like yeah
1: okay that's just surfing but it was amazing
2: because it just it looks it looked like it would be wicked but um and it's a great it's a, it's a
0: fickle bank yeah. yeah it is rest it bay, is, bay all the time as well
2: we surf. i surf rest bay as well and um I've got. I've just got to do a shout out thank you. I don't know who they were, but in West Bay, there were these three Welsh lads that helped me because I was surfing and my board I fell off and my board smacked me full pelt under my chin and almost yeah. sort of, I don't know, it almost caused a bit of a concussion and these three Welsh lads came over and helped me onto my board and basically gave me, really helped me out. And I just want to say thank you. I don't know who they were. I've never spoken or seen them since. So well, they, there you, if you go. You, if
0: that is you, please let Crest Podcast know. We'll, uh...
2: Slightly older lads, they were. They were like, okay, yeah, more like my age upwards. But yeah, that's.
0: I, that, I think there's a reasonable chance uh, with our listeners that that story will uh, find its way
2: home there. So uh, yeah, that's great. Anyway, but yeah, um where would I'd love to go uh, to Ireland? I've never surfed in Ireland, and I think that'd be a wicked trip. Um, and I'd love to go back to Costa Rica now that I can surf a little bit better um yeah, have
0: yeah. Have in costa rica oh know, the, in, that's in the, the south, longest left the long left I, yeah? i'd love You've to. Got to get yourself there jenny that if you, you, you okay that is, so uh, uh, that's an absolutely wonderful way where
2: else would you suggest i feel like things like the Mentawis is too hard for me at the moment i'm not at that level
0: oh I, i've been
1: to the Mentales, but recently i did go to to bali Uh, And I went for three years on the trot, actually, with the family and um, talk about left handers like Pavonas. There's a wave there um, in Bali just uh, on the Bucket Peninsula called Impossibles. And it's a left hander. I've surfed it. Have you surfed Ah, it? I love that
2: that I put my hand up like a school child. (laughs) 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 And you you go down all the steps, loads and loads of steps. And there's a little cabana bit there. Holy crap! That was the fast. That is fast.
1: It it is. It's hard it's to the, keep up with. Yeah. I, I think I, there's something about Bali in that area is just so magical. It gets into you. You know, it's the Indonesian feel, the waves, the warm.
0: Oh, it's just like take me back. Going on the scooter <laughs>
2: and nearly eating
0: shit off yeah, the edges yeah.
2: into the thing.
0: <laughs> the Balinese road tattoos. And yes. You, know, there. you see everybody with the, bandages uh, on. Don't if you if, if you know you, you're um. You're talking about you know Aragon Bay you know you're on your backside there aren't you you know and, you get, and um but we were talking about lefts I highly recommend Peru as the land of lefts as well Oh, no
2: idea about yeah and okay I think
0: Peru, Peru yeah have a, do a bit of uh, research into, into Peru yeah there's some fabulous lefts in Peru including the world's longest wave they say that Pavona's in Costa Rica is the world's longest like good wave but Shikama the world's actual longest wave is good when it gets a bit as well. And then there's Pacas Mayo, and there's and uh, uh, there's a couple of other spots in the area of Mancora. And, and then you can go to Machu Picchu as well at the same time. Cool. So I highly recommend Peru.
2: The one of the most unusual, well, random for me, places to surf was, I went um, I went for, a, when we were filming a snowboard movie, I went to Iceland to snowboard, oh, wow. but then, uh, we w- went down to the break there and I surfed in Iceland and it was wow. I mean it was amazing experience like I, I had to put on so much thick wetsuits and stuff but um I, it, I've never forgotten it and it was like 15 years ago now and it was the best sunset wow. I've ever witnessed sat in the ocean that like, I've never forgotten it and to say that I've you know been snowboarding and surfing and just yeah it was so cool to, to have been there like it, it what's random as well a mate of ours Woody he was surfing there the year after us um and he he now runs uh, is it called Le Surfing in Hosega or he works at one of the spots there but he really good surfer surf one of the breaks there and no one had ever seen it surfed and then so they then named it it's now named. So it's, it's named after him. I think it's actually. Wow, uh, yeah Woody's. Yeah. Or, yeah. And it's. And I'm like, is that actually on the map? That's. Imagine getting your own break. Like that is. Amazing. Amazing, yeah. isn't it? I was like, whoa, but. Uh,
1: Anyway, sorry. You know you've made it when you've got a spot name I after you. I thought that, I was sure. like
2: flipping heck,
0: wow. You want to try, well, there, there is a Jenny's right, which I've been to oh, yeah? in uh, Sumatra. Sumatra, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So you could always just pretend. Yeah,
2: okay, I'll do that. But then
0: you could also have a word with Nick at the wave and like maybe see if you can persuade him to sort of name a section after you <laughs> or something. you could know, do that. <laughs> and they got Swanny's left and you can be Jenny's right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Retailer in surf, skate or e-bikes? Contact Full Charge, suppliers of Venom and Studio Surfboards,
1: Pro-Lite Leashes, Sniper Bodyboards, Churchill Swim Fins, Ari Nui Seps, Voltaway e-bikes, plus many more. We can also help you advertise your business by designing your own branded embroidered change robes and towels. For more,
2: contact Rhino at gmail.com.
0: And last year on, <coughs> on the podcast, we had a a running debate across several guests which we dubbed the jocks versus purists you know this kind of idea that that <coughs> surfing didn't work as a um, you know a sport like a, a jock sport you know surfing's not a jock sport says Joel Tudor um, and obviously you know you 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 were in the that like the thick of, of snowboarding and snow sports when that well snow sports skiing was always that was never counter was it really but you know you were kind of there when it was happening and I thought snowboarding led the way really nicely. This was my argument. I thought that that it that like it it managed to go like Olympic with its identity kind of still celebrated in the way that it did it now of course you you might disagree with me on that, but I'm just interested in in what you think about that kind of identity crisis that both surfing and and you know whether there was a crisis for snowboarding or not I don't know well oh, that is
2: a big old topic there isn't it, it it's um yeah it. it yeah, I never know how to, I never quite know how to approach this as well because, um, yeah, I went to the Olympics, you know, so um, the fact it sort of came in for me there, it didn't come in, Slopestyle didn't come into the Olympics till I was 31. And I was like, oh my God, so I was basically at the end of my career and I was calling it a day. And then I got that phone call and it was like, all right uh okay oh my god maybe I should give this a crack you know you know it was isn't the reason that I sort of started it was to be able to go to the Olympics because it wasn't an option to go to the Olympics um I just really enjoyed snowboarding and everything that came with it because it was so different and it was so different to sort of the gymnastics or athletics that I used to do and then, yeah. and that is so I think that with a lot of people going into snowboarding at the same time as me, then is that it, the draw was that, you know, it was a bit sort of yeah. different and a bit like do yeah. whatever you want, you know,
0: Absolutely,
2: yeah. and mm, yeah. and have a laugh and whatever and and that's how my all of my snowboarding kind of kind of started off really, mm. and then it gradually changed um, as I started competing more, but. That was in things like the X Games, and but I still had that freedom to like do a bit of everything. Um, yeah. Now, like I said, halfpipe had gone into the Olympics, and that um, that all started to get a little bit more sort of serious and a bit more strict.
0: I, I remember reading something because because obviously surfing was trying to get itself into the Olympics, and I remember there was a lot of sort of um, like amused hoo ha. And fanfare amongst surfers when it was when it was announced that they would that they wouldn't be testing for THC in Vancouver, which is the the active blood <laughs> element for for uh, somebody who's been having a tope before they, before yeah. they compete or something. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure they brought it in in the end, you know. And we, we you know we know people who you know it it, it it got sort of like really clamped down on in in, in uh, amongst competitive surfers. Long before the Olympics came along. But it, I remember there being that kind of like, oh, snowboarding's like, you know, it's going to sell itself out here. You know, it's like, we don't <laughs> want to do, you know. But yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not sure it's necessarily an accurate description for what happened though, is it? But
2: no, but I definitely think there's people, you know, that were super against it and probably still are. Um, but I think what's happened is that people that don't want to be a part of the Olympics or go to that, they don't have to. They've not, you know, and there is still like thriving kind of, um Scenes within snowboarding where, like, lo- like I said, they're filming video parts or filming rails or doing that kind of thing, and people just going about their snowboarding trips and adventures and yeah. things. And then there are snowboarders that are also competing and that do want to go yes. to the Olympics and do yeah. that. Now, I definitely um, think there is there's there's definitely a change now as we see we're going into like the third cycle so in that first cycle it was all the people that were just snow you know already snowboarding it was literally two years before we went to an olympics we didn't even get a four-year run in we had a two-year run in which was to my benefit otherwise i would have been too old to maybe have not broken myself any more than i had so um So, but that meant it wasn't until after that that I think that you started to notice some changes in how things were run and how things went about. Now, whether that will happen in surfing, I don't know surfing well enough in that respect, but I am aware that, you know, um, the WSL, that's been around for years and years and years, hasn't it? And it's way, Mm. it's really strong, whereas snowboarding, it, it was much younger and didn't have have maybe as much um it wasn't cemented in and have that structure as much and so we we sort of got plucked away by um what's called fis which i don't it's the the federation international ski so it's like a ski federation essentially then and so we tried to sort of they tried to get it to meet in the middle a bit and snowboarders didn't want Mm -hmm. skiers taking on our sport and blah 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 and sorry I've gone on to snowboarding because that's kind of what I know but with surfing from what I can see they've just taken the same structure as the WSL haven't they it's like all to do with that and so anyone that's already doing that and surfing in that sense are they not already a competitive surfer anyway so I'm just I'm, I'm asking you I don't know what Um, The other aspects, I guess, that it would bring in is that you get, you know, the invasion of the corporates and stuff like that is what you mean, is it? And the
0: high level of
2: media and...
0: Yeah, I think that's a really interesting (laughs) point you make and you've kind of anticipated... Um, you've managed to do this all along, actually, but very skillfully you've kind of anticipated. <laughs> well, I was going to ask. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Me and Ryan are looking at the screen here going, right, we're doing 12,000. Oh, sorry, <laughs> um, but no, go on. No, no, no it's great. Because I'd
2: like to know, I don't, I'd like to know from a surfing side, like how... Yeah,
0: well, how... I've got a note here from producer Dodd, which I'm supposed to try and pretend is coming from me, but I can't because he knows his snow much more than I do. Um, and he's talking about in the early 2000s, Ed Lee... Talking about how some borders—oh, borders—are not supposed to say that either. <laughs> overwhelmed with it, um, you know, got a bit overwhelmed. You know, they'd competed at the X Games and things like that, but there was this huge step up in media scrutiny. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, like I, 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 if that's yeah, if you mean like kind of watching your p's and q's and watching your behaviour and oh my god, yeah, like as yeah. if you think after a snowball contest, everyone would go out and.
0: Oh, you <laughs> know, like,
2: there's no tomorrow, and you'd celebrate, yeah. and you'd share your win, your ten percent behind the bar, and you'd yeah. get, you know.
0: Uh, and I think they still, still do, in a lot, a lot. And surfing is imagine
2: surfing. I reckon surfing's probably more, more so than that than snowboarding. Yeah, I, I
0: think so. Well, one of the mags got hold of Matt Wilkinson's bar bill, didn't they? Do you remember when <laughs> <was> <laughs> Matty Wilco? was yeah. he won like the first three CTs of the year. Well, this is going back two, three years ago, and he was like cemented at world number one with like so many points that basically you would have needed to turn into me to not win the world title. (laughs) And then one of the surf mags got hold of his bar bill at Torquay after winning Bells, and it was something like, it was something ridiculous like. $50,000? Yeah, it was like, I think it was, yeah, something ridiculous at Aussie dollars, like five figures. And uh, and Wilco barely won another heat for the rest of the year. <laughs> but then oh there's the dark God. side to that, you know, because like because like a lot of surfers blame the surf media um, and that kind of lack of fourth estate scrutiny um, for what happened to Andy Irons. You know that like mm. basically everybody knew Andy Irons' lifestyle. Mm. It was the worst worst kept secret in the world. Mm. But no surf, Matt. You know, and, and there you go. Maybe Matt Wilkinson didn't win the world title but that surf mag that published his bar bill certainly mm. sort of you know made made him sort of you know I don't know, I don't know if it's a good thing or not you know but it kind of that kind of sense that that you know it was like a yeah I don't know if it was an exposé if it was you know I don't know yeah it's a, it's a deep question isn't it it's a difficult well one. because yeah, those
2: you know. things that, yeah it, yeah I just
0: if someone had done that to Andy Irons might it have saved him that's a tough question yeah uh that is yeah so do you think surfing can expect um a little bit of that kind of mind in the p's and q's and you know sort of a bit more interest in the sort of lifestyles of its it's just be it's
2: just entering a world that you're like wow right this is like what what an act an actual athlete are like (laughs) i like as in i don't not that i didn't think i was an I didn't consider myself an athlete, weirdly. I just, I was a snowboarder or a surfer. It's not like a, uh, like a, I don't know, I just saw it differently. But then once you go into that, there's a lot you have to sort of, you have to accept, really. If you're going to go to the Olympics, you're joining, you know, you've got to be accepted first onto the team and get your qualifying spot. Like that's, I don't know how it works with the qualifying, the surfing, but you've got to, I would Like with snowboarding, you had to go and do loads of contests to just get the spot. And it mm. wasn't necessarily your spot. You you could get mm. the spot for the team, but then someone else, if someone else was better by the time the Olympics rolled round, you might not even be your spot. It was like,
0: oh, really? brutal. So
2: yeah. well, it, well, it wasn't as bad for the Great Britain because we had we look. it was looking like we had enough spots for for the amount of people but in other countries um they had to fight that stuff out like in in in, uh championships of their own to decide who even went but sorry I'm going off on one but you then what was interesting with that is that you then qualify in and then you'd go to all this media training and all this um and and obviously the first time we started having all the testing so you know you'd come out of a contest so uh you'd have to go straight you know if you got in the top three you'd go straight into um p testing you'd have to get the pot and learn how to you know this is going off on a tangent but at the olympics after the olympics i stood there and it was all really like you know you're like wow you're like waving you've won this medal you're like oh my god God, like in this interview and it's all really sort of glamorous and then you yeah. walk off to like what i can only describe as like a porter cabin you know like you're <laughs> at a festival and this russian lady's with you and she's like really strict and she's just like follow me and i was like all right okay yeah and uh, you go into this porter cabin with the other people with like the other athletes that have won medals yeah. and he took me she took me into a room and she's like right Stand on this toilet. So I was like, okay, I'm in my snowball (laughs) boots. Drop your trousers and your knickers. Yeah, all right. Lift up your top and your vest, everything. So now she's like head height with my vajayjay. And then it's like... (laughs) And then she's like, right now, pee into this pot while I stand here and stare at you. And I
0: was like, <laughs> so oh, not switch it. God. Oh,
2: and then, well, no sense. So s- horrendous. And then, dear, oh, and dear. there's mirrors all all <laughs> around you, mirrors. So she, oh. just so that it doesn't look like you've got a tube going down, I guess you're back into your.
0: So you're not cheating? Yeah. Like it was, what's up,
2: it? Well, but, but what's ironic is like, that is the. Have you seen. Um, you probably haven't seen it actually. It's called Icarus. It's about the um all the the drug stuff that went on at the Russian Sochi Olympics that I was in.
0: Right. Yeah. And
2: ironically, there was loads of
0: Oh yeah, because they were state sponsored. And it was oh, all yeah,
2: switching God. going on at the same time. And yeah. I'm like I was like, no. And I'm you're like,
0: the mug for playing i <laughs> <sport and> you <laughs> don't <glad> agree into <laughs> it all. <laughs> and <laughs> and you you know, don't it. want to be
1: testing
0: me <laughs> next door. I don't know if I should be admitting to this, but for some reason that, like I, I, I've been laughing over the last couple of days at Gabriel Medina's Instagram because he seems to have like gone off on some holiday somewhere with his girlfriend, and he's got all these tattoos, and they're just like posing. In like these kind of soft porn pictures together, and I've just suddenly got this idea of like Gabe Medina, this image of Gabe Medina like standing there with like some some Russian woman like going right, making sure that's definitely that that's definitely yours. i have done a fantastic rabbit hole. <laughs> <up here.
2: laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, so it's so those sorts of things.
0: it's
2: quite interesting because you're like God, I've got a, you know they'll I don't know the British surfers will be doing that kind of thing, and then you. Yeah. you're kind of in a big another corporate world really aren't you that you're not used to at all and you've yeah. got to watch what you put on all your social media and not you yeah. know because you're representing your country it's the first yes. time i'd ever represented my country and so they want to make sure that you know that you're
1: yeah,
2: yeah you're not being daft or this out of the other then it's funny with that drug testing one of the things that i used to love as a bit of a comfort drink was lensip and uh, yeah. you can't have that. It's um no, really? you? would test positive if you had Lensip. So that was out.
0: <laughs> and then i have, have a medal taken off. Yeah. Then. Gosh.
2: Yeah. No. yeah. Anyway, I know. Took totally
1: off the, the question, actually. <laughs> I did watch your uh, Instagram story the other day. Um, oh. And it, this is just one, just one of my <laughs> questions, because I just thought it was just the most amazing thing to actually see you standing there on that double-decker bus doing, like, the glory tour. How, what was that like? That was, like, you, you were kind of like so there was little signs you'd written little things saying look at me looking uncomfortable and all this <laughs> sort of stuff and I just thought it was brilliant I just thought I really liked it how was it? It
2: was so funny because so I came back to Bristol and uh, they were like we're going to do a bus tour and I was like what? I was like what the? and that's like a 35 minute drive from my house into the center of bristol so it's not like a short trip it was like standing on this bus but it was a what a cool experience you know yeah like yeah just it was awkward knowing how to you know like even when i went on the podium at the time i was like i don't know I, I'm that person going onto the podium. It's not—it's what you see on the telly, you know? And yeah. I walked on, I was like, oh, I'm the first one because I got bronze, I've got to do it first. I don't know what, I don't know. the And I ended up waving like this. Oh, you can't, <laughs> you can't see, sorry, on the on people I'm listening.
0: As a listener,
1: yeah, how would I, I describe, describe that? If you're a Lego person, yes! you get, that's yeah, that like, <laughs> how you would do it. It's like and a I
2: was backwards
0: screen like, wave, yeah. Yeah, it was
1: really
2: <laughs> awkward. But then, so I'd make sure I was waving normally on the bus. But do you know what was wicked? All the kids, so the exposure it got for the sport and I I can only imagine this is a positive for like youngsters if surfing got the same amount of exposure like that like the snowboarding like the amount of school kids and people that wrote to me and the schools I went to that were just frothing on snowboarding and getting out and doing the sport was amazing and like the snow domes were packed out with people like They couldn't get enough instructors for the amount of people that wanted to learn to snowboard for the for the months like after that Olympics, and that was so cool to see that everyone's faces. And when I got off that bus, there was youngsters and people all there. And um, who knew that Bristol had two mayors? I had to meet both the mayors. I was like, I (laughs) know. I was like, (laughs) anyway. And so all of that was just for snowboarding. I think it's amazing because you can. You know, any of the best surfers that you know, if they were in the UK, anyone not into surfing, they wouldn't have a clue, would Mm. they? They wouldn't have a clue and uh, who they are and things. And it doesn't, yeah, whatever, really. It doesn't matter. I just, I don't know whether it, I honestly have no understanding of whether it would, how it's going to affect surfing um, Mm. as far as, as far as it being, what was it you called it? Jock v. Purists or oh, jocks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that—that's—I that's, uh, wonder whether surfing's big moment like that comes in the next Olympics because you know, we're, we're looking at the probability of um, Chiba. I think it's Tarami Beach they're talking about. You know, it's a pretty sloppy little beach break unless they get a typhoon or something, um, where it would be held. But the Paris twenty twenty four Olympics has confirmed that it's going to be holding the surfing uh, just a little bit further afield from Paris. <laughs> than, uh, <laughs> at the end of the road to Haiti, yeah. the end of the road, a.k.a. Cho- <laughs> chopu, and in summer, in peak season. Um, and, and you know, you, you if, were saying, Jenny, that you weren't sure if they'd get a waiting period because they might have to choose their days. Yeah.
2: Like, I mean, if they do, well, surely they'd have to have a waiting period then. And, yeah. and how would everyone train for that?
1: Oh, my well, God. Yeah. I mean do you do you just throw yourself over the ledge and just hope for the best <laughs> you, maybe, sometimes you think
2: would you have to to get us to get scored or, like do you yeah. have to get a wave to get scored
0: yes yeah you yeah, yeah. so yeah. have to leave the rail yeah. 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 so that you would so the the i suppose you know that 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 would be if they get it if they get proper proper chopu you know that that site will be sort of you know broadcast to the world on like BBC sport and you know whatever you know like it'll go around the world as... as it'll be um, everybody's dream destination to go to, they'll have the, <laughs> <that> security <laughs> up there to stop people who shouldn't really be there going Yeah just it. getting a boat out and trying it <laughs> are they? Yeah. Do, you not, um, do
2: you not think that the one coming up then will have that I- I- effect because you just think the waves will be crappy?
0: I don't know yeah I, I, I honestly don't know yeah because I mean it hasn't yet really sort of translated itself that well to TV, you know, like a, a sort of a two foot beach break.
2: But is it a shame in a way because you won't be able to see what they are capable of because it's yeah. that, is, yes. it, is it that mm. low quality sort of thing?
0: I think it is, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, it, yes. And in terms of like, this, well, what was the stuff that sort of sold slope style to the world? You know, it was those big airs yeah. and stuff like that. And I think, you know, we, it's it, it's not that likely, you know, we'll probably see someone like Italo Ferrer doing like the kind of scoop air, you know, where they sort of like, Trick their board into flicking out of the lip rather than the like big big punts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and then the chopu one will be interesting. You know, i sorry to skip my head again because you know I I I don't really know what to expect of the Japan one, but that chopu one, you also will need. So I think with with Tokyo, it won't be such an issue because everyone who's going to qualify is going to be able to surf. Do you know do the sort of the the two foot beach break thing. But with Chopu, you will also need to set up a qualification system that means that your your John Johns, you know, or your or your or people like that have qualified. And um, the best female surfer of Chopu is Fahini Fiera from Tahiti from Chopu. Right, right. And, uh, and you know she's you know nowhere near. The, the kind of ranking positions that you'd to ah, qualify
2: right so there's but when, that
0: when the women yeah. go to Chopu yeah. hopefully this year they, the women are going to Chopu for a CT this year yeah um, Fahini Fiero will get a wild card and so we'll all get to see her do it but mm. we might end up with like that that contest excluding the best surfer at that wave because they couldn't qualify ah. in a two foot beach break somewhere, yes. you know that,
2: yeah that's I guess a situation that we wouldn't have yeah we didn't have yeah. that, that issue but you're right it, it um, you're right as well with the le- with the level it's like seeing tiny little it'd be like watching snowboarders go off you know tiny little yeah. moguls jumps or something like little yeah. things trying to do double corks or triple corks what you just yeah. can't do so then it yeah. levels the playing field and then mm. and then the following Olympics go into something yeah. where the jump is like I don't know and you've got all, and you've got all the wrong
0: guys in it yeah right. you've got all the wrong guys in it
2: right yeah. right, right.
0: Yeah, it's a, good, it's, a, it's a very good analogy. Um, last topic, but one. Uh, I'm going to leave the but one to Rhino. Um, c- can we just return to that wave pools discussion briefly? And, and <laughs> yeah. um, how, how do you think they, that wave pools are poised to change the way that surfing is is consumed and trained for? Because I suppose you know that is you know what we can with a wave pool. We can say right, you guys need to learn to tube ride. Let's turn the tube on right
2: um, yeah because yeah,
0: we can kind of try
2: and- what's what's funny as well talking about it like this is because surfing for me was, was always like n- away from competing and
0: it's now yes. it, it oh sorry and now we're asking you about, <laughs> no but that's what <laughs> no because
2: it no it's yeah. just interesting isn't it because you're like oh yeah because i've only ever seen it as this kind of fun thing that i escape competing with but now yeah that, that is the wave, yeah, the wave pools are ideal for that, aren't they? For people that want to, like, I definitely learned, like, I felt like, anyway, correct me if I'm wrong with this, but because I got so many waves at that wave pool, uh, caught, you catch so many in an hour, um, I really felt like my progression was was going a little bit quicker than it yeah, would yeah. do um, out in the air out in like just you know UK surf or whatever but then there's so many elements that you're not learning as well so the combination Mm. I think the combo of having a wave pool and going to the ocean is is like probably key is it not for 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 the youngsters coming Mm. through but um I think it's a positive thing to be able to ride those wave pools as like a sort of training time um in, especially if that's all you've got, like if you if you can't get anywhere and you're living in you know like there's youngsters in Bristol that are, don't have a chance to go to to the ocean maybe and those sorts of things, but they've got this opportunity to come and have a go at the wave or you know
0: it.
2: it yeah, I think that I think that's like a wicked a wicked opportunity for them to be able to do that. But as far as training goes, how do I? I don't know enough about the how you train with the surfing, to know you. Well, you you know more than me about whether that's beneficial. I feel like I'm fully gone I, round I mean, in circles, and you should chop that bit out. But you're not going to, so keep going. <laughs>
1: um,
2: I'm trying I mean, to I'm, think. Like it's the same as okay. Let's say I was on trying to learn a trick, a specific trick, on my snowboard. I would get on the drag lift. I'll even I'll even admit I went to the snow dome. I went to the snow dome at lunchtimes through the middle of the winter when I was home because I needed to learn a specific rail trick. And I just hiked in a snow dome till I got that trick on that rail because I needed that to up my rail game to then help with the rest of my snowboarding. So I did like an intense week of that. Um, So I can imagine doing that in the wave pool. If you just went there, you know, for three days or whatever and you were trying to learn Mm. airs is it or you know 360s or look at all the groms Mm. like sky brown i follow a bit on the insta and the oh yeah the the, the lassie was telling you about the welsh she's not welsh she is welsh
0: the um, young yeah
2: watching her at the wave holy smokes if she's riding that well that often at that it's got to be good for you hasn't it
1: I think so, and I think that perhaps we're going to see a more. I don't know whether we're going to see a more rounded surfer because they, that part of their training is going to be part of visiting these wave pools, mm. um, and especially at Bristol the wave, uh, it, it is. I think it's the the wave pool that all the three that I've been to is the one which is most like the ocean. Okay. Uh, and mm. and I think that's the thing where, even like I've been surfing for quite a long time, and mm. I can still perfect turns or uh like cutbacks and just over and over and over and then once you translate that back to the to the ocean you go oh yeah I, I can You sort of just take it off as second nature after being to the wave pool so yeah i think i think it's a really positive thing yeah so i've
2: got a question for you if you're as someone who is way better and more experienced with surfing is there a point has there ever been a point in that wave pool where you've gone no i like I've like learned as much as I can learn in there or can you constantly or always be progressing in
1: it? I, I think there's that there, there's so much like you can although the wave is when people talk about the wave in Bristol and say up at um, in North Wales as well the wave is always the same there's always like the wind will change it just very slightly so you'll have different variations um, <coughs> but yeah, I don't. I think you can keep learning, you, for sure, you'll always keep yeah. learning. There's definitely
0: no... The, the possibilities are endless, I think, for sure, definitely. And, and you could just change what manoeuvre you're going to do on that. Section. Absolutely. So, you know, if you went, I would love to go to the wave enough to really be sure that I'd sat on that foamy bit, mm. pulled into the tube as far back as you could get into it and come out. And it's hard to come out without getting your fringe clipped, because it just turns as you come out, you know? And... Um, and uh, you are quite tall though. I am quite tall, yeah. <laughs> and I'm blaming Rudder Rava, the guy that I took to film me there, because uh, every single way he filmed me, I get my fringe clipped on the way out. <laughs> I haven't got one clue. And um, but then if you did if you did feel like you perfected that section, well then you just go, Well now I'm gonna see what happens if I do a lipper on that tube section instead. And okay. then start. and then if you perfected that you go, Well now I'm gonna do that that front side wrap around carve that you were talking about earlier, oh. you know, and, and, and kind of <laughs> just practice that.
2: Because it's never gonna like it, it's never, ever going to replace, like, prop, like ocean surfing. But I don't think it's, it's – it's not trying to, is it? And I think no, that's no, what's that cool, means, yeah. is that it's just yeah. there to have a f- – you know, to try and grab something to then be able to take that yes. thing to the ocean, because then when you do it in the ocean, then you're really doing it, aren't you? Yeah. You know, and yeah. you're like – and all the other aspects with sur- ocean surfing and, like, learning about mm. wave selection and everything like that is so – I still am such an amateur at all of that, that there's all that aspect to learn, isn't there, that you just combine it all together. And I hope... I do think that the few contests that I've obviously watched, that it's way more exciting in the ocean for a comp because it doesn't become almost is sterile the right word it's like because you i don't again i'm out of my i'm definitely out of my comfort zone here with what i should say comes
0: into it doesn't it yeah Yeah. because
2: that's what's cool is like well what are they going to pick and how are they going to and you don't know what the wave's going to do and that's that's exciting isn't it for people watching i think yeah Mm, yeah yeah and
0: and also reading what a wave is going to do in the ocean you are reading it by you've been surfing that spot you know where the rocks are, or you know right. where the sandbar is. You know, you know where you are in the lineup. You know from where you're taking off what this wave's likely to do, and you're watching the wave up ahead. And you're not just watching the wave; you're watching the shoreline. You're watching the white water You know the yeah. foam in front of it. You're watching how you know. And whereas you're in a wave pool, and like you know what the wave is going to do, even though you can't yet see that section building, like mm. you're not you're not making any of those reads based mm. on anything. You just go, well, I know it does this bit next, and there's water that hasn't yet been created, like is about to. do But that. if
2: you've, but if you if you're able to practice that that move on no, yeah. like, you know, hundreds of times or whatever, yeah. then when you do get into the ocean and you finally get that, something like that comes up absolutely. similar, yeah. you've got a bit bigger chance of actually achieving it, haven't you? Yeah absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I reckon. Or like, yeah, it's funny how you say reading what's what. It's like me at Croyd going, oh, here I am at low tide. Getting smashed for the fiftieth time in a <laughs> row. Not getting up quick enough. <laughs>
0: Too refined for the soul. Oh.
2: I know. I come. I snapped. Snapped my leash the other day, and I was like, "Oh right, this is the swimming in thing, the swim of shame." <laughs> but anyway,
1: we'll... we've all done it though, surely. Yeah. We've all done
2: it. Do you know what I've not done yet? And I am. Um, I cannot wait for this day. I've never been. Never been barreled. I know. Tried
0: low tide is, is is They're out there. Yeah.
2: Tell me that might happen.
0: <laughs> it'll it, happen. It'll happen. It certainly will. Yeah. Certainly. You'll will. you'll
2: know about yeah. it, I suppose, if it does. It's going to be all over your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I got
1: barrels. I got
2: barrels. <laughs> one day. One day. Oh, it's coming.
1: <laughs> okay. So Tom said last but one, because we have a tradition which we had hoped to shake off, but which unfortunately is still needed in 2021 for now, at least. Last year, with international travel all but banned, we tried to comfort both guests and listeners and indeed ourselves by remembering all the things that can go wrong on a trip. Who misses travel anyway? (laughs) That was the idea at least. As a result, the quest for the best surf travel nightmare was born. And I thought I didn't actually have one when I was asked, but when I thought about it, I had actually had one. My My plane caught fire when we were in the sky. I got stuck in a multiple earthquakes and a bomb went off uh, outside my hotel. But these were all happening when I was on my way to Bali, so it didn't actually feel like such a nightmare at the time. <laughs> so it all counts, though, I suppose. So, Jenny, can we ask you if you've had a surf travel nightmare at all and has anything ever happened to you on a surf trip to make you wish you could be at home at whatever the cost
2: Oh no, I don't think I've. Oh no, I haven't thought about this. Ah, um.
1: <laughs> if it hasn't been a surf nightmare, it can be a snow nightmare as well. It doesn't actually matter. Um. Yeah, we
0: did. We did have one from Valterens last season, actually. Yeah. What
2: was that? What? Oh, tell me some. Tell me a
0: quick. It was, uh, quick... That was getting uh, getting really really ill and having to spend an entire trip like sitting inside ill. But he'd gone to visit a mate who was who was working the season, and he just like you know his mate just. Came in every evening smiling and laughed at him. <laughs> I, I remember the line uh, him saying something like he spent most of the week um, wanting to cry but too tired to cry or something. Whilst first, oh no,
2: I don't think I, yeah. I don't think I've got a really quality story. Well, that's okay like, I've got, like, I basically with surf trips the things I've had like is in Morocco I've had the classic where you've got you definitely had that
1: yeah, mm, yeah. Zoo, yeah. You
2: know, yeah. <laughs> no surf. Uh, that whole week as well but that's probably beneficial because I couldn't really go anyway <laughs> and so I've had those ones and I've had the that,
0: that's that's in right. Shri- yeah, that, would have, in that qualified Sri, Sri Lanka six, I've seven. had
2: the, the the paddle across you know when you so you've gone off to surf at the rock and you walk all the way down the beach yeah or the I can't I think it was just called the rock I don't know if that's the yeah. name and then to come back you they dug the whole river mouth open. So the entire river mouth was like... Um,
0: pouring out, out so you couldn't get yeah, across like water, yeah, yeah mm. so
2: the only way mm. was to do like the two-hour walk round or paddle across the croc invested lake thing yeah. <laughs> so I've, yeah. I've definitely done the pa- we just went for it on the paddle but my mate was on a long board and I was on a short board and I was like hang on a minute oh, that's not I've true. got more like limbs going in the water here like, <laughs> like they're all yeah so that was pretty bad I think snowboarding um I'll tell you one of the... I don't even know how much time we've got. Have we got time? I don't know. Yeah, we've got time. We've we got time. But it was, and yeah.
0: and you've, you've got time to have more surf trip nightmares happen to yeah, you. Can like, yeah, can I, like, yeah bring it. one in maybe <laughs> on another? I don't... Yeah,
2: yeah. I've got potential there, haven't I? I'm sure. But um, it was... i tell you why it was a bit rubbish is that when I went to um, Stratton in um, America to do a snowboard contest, it was the last one of... Um, the world series and I was in with a chance of winning the world series and I was like oh my god like this was like that that I don't it's probably not the same in tennis or motor racing whatever but a hundred thousand dollars was in for the win and I was like whoa that is like legit
0: yeah. and
2: this is a world I could be the world champion like world series yeah. champion and I was yeah. like so anyway so I had to come first or second in this contest and I was like okay alright did my first did my um, first run massive slam smashed my coccyx like right up up yeah oh. yeah on the on this icy feeling. landing, and I pull yeah. pulled to up to one side, I was like in bits, and uh my physio and the doctor checked did an initial check, and they're like oh, i I think you've actually probably fractured your tailbone, and I was like, yeah but i I've gotta do a run because I have gotta get a score, and what should I do and I was like, Ah, oh. so I smashed a load of painkillers, I got a really thin cushion off someone and put it down my trousers just to protect myself in case I fell and then I dropped in I was like I don't know why I did it I made, did I do it for the wrong reasons I don't know but I dropped in did my run landed it and I was like oh my god oh my god like oh my god maybe I have done this and um I didn't come first I didn't come second but I, I freaking came third and I was absolutely oh. gutted but then they put me in an ambulance straight away took me straight to the hospital and the doctor looked over me and he said, and he was like 60 year old, wrinkly old dude. And he's like, you, uh, you've you not broken it yet, but you've displaced your tailbone. Do you, do you know what we need to do to put it back in position? And I was like, uh, no, what, what? And so basically I went from winning a hundred thousand pounds to some dude sticking his
1: up
0: well. Oh. <laughs> oh, <okay>. oh dear. <laughs> and I was like, this, that, this that is that qualified. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. That's, laughs> this always happens. Every guest. Oh I don't think I got one, they go and then you <laughs> pull one out the out bag. Comes, and then out comes a perla
2: <laughs> Yeah but it's not like a tri- it's not like a trip trip isn't it it's not surfing so we've probably got- No no
0: it 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 says clearly on the script here that you know, <laughs> that we we take Dodd has given us permission we take Snow Nightmares <laughs> He's even he's even written down how to pronounce Val Torrens for us just in case oh, we Val Torrens to so it. you don't say yeah <laughs> So we don't say um that uh, just just to sort of you know the the, the comforting way to look at it right <laughs> is that if you'd won you might have gone out and done a matty wilco and uh, and, and, and jenny jones's bar tab could have been published in the daily mail <laughs> uh, and then and then you know so so maybe it was a narrow miss <laughs> so, but that that is terrific maybe i you very maybe much i love.
2: made that old doctor's day you never know
0: yeah exactly yeah maybe he's on another podcast somewhere telling that story <laughs> <laughs> I, job done, that is, yeah. Who, who misses surf trips or snow trips? Not us, because uh, that's what we're going to keep telling ourselves anyway, until it's possible to head back out to Bali or Costa Rica or the Maldives and to hear the noise of the tropical wax against a fresh deck as you watch first light perfection reel across a multicoloured warm water reef Groomed by the knights of all right, Tom. All right, Tom. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, <laughs> okay, mate. All right. H- Horrible things, surf travel. Who needs it? Thank you, Jenny, for that tale. That was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, and 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 can I just say a massive, massive thank you for coming on Crest as well. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And I, I'm going to do a big plug here now for for they're coming up next year. Now um, you can you can go on a on a snow trip um if you if you look up com and uh, you you're doing these workshops out and where, where are where are they going to be yes yeah,
2: so i run snowball workshops um, out in uh, japan i do backcountry in japan then oh. france is also backcountry but i do mindset courses as well And doing
0: all the talking trips down again now yeah (laughs) and and, and sorry what was the other bit you said you did
2: Uh, well some they're all bespoke so some are you know backcountry specific some are mindset so you get to uh work on the psyche psychology side of things as well as you know to try to improve your riding but they all involve um loads of snowball coaching and loads of adventures um and they're for a variety of levels so they're mostly intermediate but we do for the first time next year have some beginner courses too um okay. but you know what it's just a really good week to come and shred and enjoy the mountains so yeah for sure check those out they'll be out i think we're launching them in april for next april. for okay. next well, winter yeah
0: which is when uh, our episode will be out so that's where uh, <laughs> we'll we'll make sure that we share all of oh that, sorry so far, that so, was so, a so yeah it's it's so that's www.workshopbyjennyjones.com. Yes. And thanks, and hopefully we'll catch you in the water soon. Can, can I can I jump in
2: aboard. and just say thank you? It's been so cool to talk to people about surfing because it's not you know, and and I'm definitely going to uh, I'm definitely going to try and get some surf tips off you if I see you in the sea. Is that allowed?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Rhino's a good one for surf trips on how, how to handle a crowd as well.
2: Oh, yeah? Oh, no. Well, he, is he going to heckle me and tell me to? No.
0: <laughs> no. He'll heckle for you. <laughs> I,
2: uh,
0: yeah. the less said about that, the better. Yeah. No, yeah and, and, and hopefully, maybe even we'll all catch a session abroad somewhere. We can, we, we can live in hope. Um, and, of course, can we also say a massive thank you to you, the listener. Um, and we're taking submissions to Surf Travel Nightmares again, by the way. Um, have a look at our Instagram for inspiration um, or email us at uh, castcrest at gmail.com. And Jenny, I'd also like to say
1: thanks ever so much as well. It's been an absolute pleasure and I've been stoked to be able to chat in with you today. And as Tom said, uh, when all this is over, uh, I'd love to have a wave with you, whether it be in Bristol or down in Croyd as well, that would be superb. Um, (laughs) And I just need to add that Crest is available through Google, Podcasts, Spotify, Apple and YouTube. And if you like what you hear, do please subscribe and review. In our next episode, we will be chatting to the proprietor of Bike Club Hossagor and South Walesian expat Jeremy Jem Evans about more surf trips, both dream and nightmare alike. With a particular focus on reminiscing about that amazing journey he and I took through France, Spain and the UK with the legend that is Tom Curran. Between now and then, let's hope spring is sending us all some decent and warmer waves as the days get longer for everyone. And thanks again for listening, and see you next time on Crest. See you. Hi, See Yeah. <laughs>